Hello, and welcome to BS with Bethany Simcoe. This is your host, Bethany Simcoe. I'm joined by a very exciting guest today. I have the wonderful Newman on with us. I'm going to give you a quick little intro just of what I know about you, and then I'm going to let you take it from there, give us a little bit more in depth. So I met Newman at a influencer event forever ago in Austin, but I knew him way before that. Like he was on my for you page he lived there i kept seeing him and i was like who is this bougie ass man like he kept coming up if you guys know the tiktok sound which one is it it's like what your favorite this says about you but it's like one that's been used over and over like hella viral so what was the sound here you can fill us in on that one it was um i'm pretty sure you're referring to like what your perfume says about you or what your cologne says about you those are like probably the most viral ones but then definitely the most viral to date is the what your lip balm says about you really but yeah i basically just go through and say like what each one says about you and i try to make like really relatable references and people keep using those sounds too for like way different niches i'm like look go like it was i don't know that's like kind of how i first came across you and then i like I found out you lived in Austin and I was like oh my gosh like I live in Austin I live in the same room with a celebrity <laughs> my friend Alyssa she posed with you and I was like oh my gosh like he's I don't know I feel like when you see influencers sometimes like even me I'm like they're not like in my room it, like I use the term room like they're not I don't know if the word attainable is right but then I saw like Alyssa post to you and I was like wait a second like your energy was just so fun and her post and I was like I am obsessed and then I think it was the Vixen wine tour that we went on yes that's where we like actually bonded and we got like a little drunk together we had so much fun (laughs) we were wined and dined honey that was so much fun they just kept the glasses going I was like no they really just kept filling up our glasses but also I just like knew from the moment Honestly, yeah, like when we met on that trip, I just knew that I was like, okay, I want to be friends with this girl because your energy was just so fire. Like, I just remember like everyone else was like, not everyone else. Like, I don't want to talk badly about anyone, but like, I feel like a lot of other people were taking it very seriously, like capturing the content. And like, you and I were just kind of like, well, they just have fun. And then like, I remember afterwards when they were like, be like the, the Vixen people were being really serious about like, hey, we got to get back on this bus. We were not taking them seriously at all. We're we were still recording TikToks. Anything but getting back on the bus. We're like, anyway. No, and I think, was it you that also took pictures on the barrels? Yes. Oh, my God. We were doing the most. Anything for the shot. No, actually. And that's why I knew, like, our energy immediately. Like, we had, we just had, like, that up there energy. Like, we're going to get on that fucking barrel and we're going to pose. And we're. Gonna- I don't care what anyone thinks of me. I'm going to get on this barrel right now. <laughs> and that's how I knew I loved you. Right there. So... <laughs> That's honestly why I brought you on because you do not give a fuck about what people think. And oh, 100%. <laughs> it's so easy for people to say like, oh, I don't give a... No, you literally do not because I have seen you getting your bag. You've been in there. You've been working. You have been trusting your own taste from day one that I've seen you. Like you, that's your entire brand, your entire like culture is you trust your taste. You know who you are and you do not give a fuck. And I... That's <laughs> with it. Like you have nailed the yes it. You're like, I don't care what it takes. I'm going to be on it. I'm going to get what I want. I'm going to do what I want. And I love it. I definitely just don't give a fuck. Like, <laughs> I I love. <laughs> we don't. I love all their, like, other genuine people is the thing. And, like, I don't really care to appease anybody. It's more so, like, if you get the vibe, you get the vibe. If you don't, then, like, we just don't click. Like, that's fine. You know what I mean? Like, and I don't really necessarily care. Yeah, like, exactly. I don't really care what somebody thinks of me because their opinion doesn't get in the way of my opinion of myself or what I already know I'm worth or what I can actually accomplish. So why why care anyways? Taking notes. I'm literally taking notes. Everything you say. I'm taking notes from you. Like, holy cow, that was such, like, a good phrase. Anybody listening, like, go back and replay that part. Like, no one else's opinion affects his opinion of himself. Like, I, I love that you just have such a high, like, self-esteem. You have just such a high version of yourself in your mind you're like i know who i am and like if you want to hop on my train and have some fun with me and enjoy the vibes go for it but otherwise like take a hike we're not well because the alternative is what flopping we can't (laughs) i'm i've lived through the flop era and i am on my journey to slay mountain okay and that is the only destination for me i will not choose other ones you are bsing your way to slay mountain and i fully support because So I kind of, we I got distracted. I was introducing you, but you guys, this is Newman in flesh. <laughs> <laughs> it 
in the most like ethereal you just have like the most fun playful energy but so just like bougie and chic and i'm gonna throw away all my blush you're just gonna have to i'm just have to facetime you every morning literally like, i'll be your ringtone i'm like wake up you bougie bitch yes oh my god wait no like the hatch alarm clock that i have where it's like jada has been following she's like we're gonna slay the day or whatever it, yeah that's have, a like, side little things you can program in there yeah <laughs> It's the best. No, we need to like come out with a collab with them. Be like, hey. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so you really are incredible. At, like TikTok, Instagram, all the things. You we talked about like you had a, a venture into a podcast. And I feel like any creative is like has little ventures and a random things to like really find what clicks. I wanna know, like, do you feel like you found what clicks yet? Yes and no. Like, yes and no. I think in the words of Michelle Obama, we're always becoming. Like, I don't think that you're ever, ever there. Until we die, we're never fully there because we're always evolving. But I think in terms of where I'm at creatively right now, I definitely am very happy with the emotions I've developed and the sort of pulse for my audience, I think. I think right now I have a really good pulse for what my audience wants. And I know what they like, what they respond to. I understand how to drive a conversation. I understand how to create content that's authentic and relatable. And I know, I know I've learned through time and through failing that line of like creating content for views or creating content for your community. And I just always try to make sure that I'm not crossing that line and like creating for views. Cause it can be when your content starts to perform really well, it can be easy to be inspired by those numbers and be like, Oh my gosh, I'm going to like raise that number, especially if you have worked in retail like me and like you were a super, you know, month to month goal oriented toward numbers. I think it's always important to just remain focused on the community aspect because ironically, your numbers will be the highest when you're always focused on what your community wants and creating just for conversation, creating for providing value content. I love that. I think that's an incredible, well-rounded answer because I truly don't think that any creatives ever knows like ever has a crowning achievement yes i figured this out yes i know exactly like what i want to post all the time i do it right every single time so i love that answer because there's truly like that's kind of i expected i don't know quite what i expected but it was i know that i haven't figured it out and like even anybody who like says they haven't figured out like there's always a journey you're going on to figure out like a balance of who you are versus what performs and that's mm -hmm. what's so hard as a content creator is you're not just a marketer, you're also a personality. So it's like, yes, I do have to play to the algorithm slightly. And yet I have to be myself, you know, not have to, but get to be myself. And like, how do you, how do you balance that? And that's, that was a beautiful answer. I love that you really focus on authenticity and have your finger on the pulse of who your audience is and who you are. Thank you. Yeah. I, and also to, to, you mentioned the algorithm and that's exactly what I was going to say is that even when you do have it figured out for a moment, that's exactly when the algorithm will switch it up on you and say, no, you don't. <laughs> so it's definitely, it's an industry that you will always be on your toes in, but I think that I wouldn't change it, change anything with my job for the world because I almost am addicted to the puzzle. Like I love solving and resolving and resolving you know, what's next. And also I think creatively just in any, in any medium, like whether you're creating art, um, you know, like painting, or if you're creating videos or whatever, a lot of creatives, I think what, what inspires you today will not necessarily be what inspires you tomorrow. So today I might be really interested or this year I might have a luxury channel and I might love talking about luxury, but then this time next year, what if I all of a sudden am super inspired by like tarot reading and wanted to start talking about tarot reading? All of a sudden I have a tarot channel. And the beautiful thing about this space is that that's possible and that you're never truly stuck to a niche unless you like super niche yourself down. But that's exactly why I always go against like having a niche. Like it's good to have a niche, yes, but not like don't close any part of yourself off. If you, if your niche is like fitness, don't let it just be fitness. Like, let it also be, be like mental health and positivity. Let it be crocheting if you're into crocheting. Like, it's nice to always share those sides of yourself so you're never like locked in completely into one thing. 
I love that you touched on that because every social media guru is always niche down, be yourself. But it's like, wait, you just said two very opposite things. You said niche down, can't be myself, and I don't understand what you want. So I that's such a fresh perspective, and I love that you said that because I think the biggest thing that I want people to get from this, like from our interview and from like our chit chat, is just like the inspiration to go for it and the realization that nobody at any level knows what's going on and like there's never any reason to not take the first step and if people are like struggling with their content it's there's not pressure to niche down like yes it can be helpful for people to like come back and see your videos and things but I think truly like the more you are yourself and the more that you are consistent in being yourself that truly becomes your niche and I think that you've really nailed that you do so well at that Thank you. I appreciate that compliment. It doesn't always feel that way. <laughs> so it's good to hear that outside looking in, because I think especially in this industry, we work in silos and you're constantly comparing yourself to yourself. And so, I don't know, you can only watch your own videos a hundred times before you don't see it the same way as somebody else does. And so it's nice to hear a refreshing take. Oh, I love it. I feel like you're still like you're playful, but you're still like, you know what's up but like you're very much i love the word tastemaker that you use like you're very much an authority like when you say something i listen i'm like he okay whatever you say i agree and a journey right like i'm sure it's been like i'm sure it's been difficult to find your voice and find what's authentic and like learn to trust your own vision 1000% and has been a journey and i would love to take you through that I've been creating my entire life. I, like, I've always had the passion for sharing or the passion to just like for connection, really. I think that's what drives it. I, at the end of the day, if there wasn't a camera around, if there wasn't this opportunity to even share yourself online, I would still be like chatting up with my neighbors. Like I'm on the social committee for my, for my building. I have like back in high school, I was in every organization. I was in multiple sports, like in college, I started my own organization. Like I have always just been a people person. Like I am the opposite of an introvert. I am very extroverted and I get social anxiety when I'm not being social. Like I like to be just connecting with, I think that it, that's like the best part about being human is like connecting with others and like being able to also, I'm very fascinated by learning lessons early on like if i'm able to communicate with like an older soul like somebody who's been on this planet longer than me and truly heed their words and understand like hey this is like what i'm going through you know if you've gone through this like what can i learn from you and actually sit there and listen and and take it in because at the end of the day like if i can avoid learning that lesson if i can just listen and like take the answer and be able to like get that lesson and move ahead in my journey then why not and that that comes from connectivity and that comes from being able to share learned experiences with each other which is the whole reason why we're doing this absolutely uh, but so i i know that you had mentioned wanting to know a little bit more about like my creative journey and while i've always had the interest in creating um and my first youtube video was me singing poorly singing a tim mcgraw song at 11 years old um i need to sell I, that viral today like i want to <laughs> It's buried. It is buried. It is still on YouTube, but it is like one of those videos. You know, like back in the day, if you posted a YouTube video and it was like you didn't put a title, it was just like a bunch of random numbers. Mm-hmm. I didn't even know that I could put a title on it, so I just like had a bunch of random numbers. Like That's I know how to find it. <laughs> I actually, as a kid, I did like the same thing. I'd record the little dances in my basement and then title it, be like at home, like gymnastics dance. I'm like, what? And this is like, this was the era that we were still filming videos on webcams. Like, I literally filmed it on my mom's webcam. Like, I didn't even have, like, a computer that is, camera. Oh, gee. That is, <laughs> like, literally. a relic of time. Yeah, I would love to dive into the way that you have BS'd your way to where you are now. Like, the way that you have relentlessly found the resources around you, that you've had that vision for yourself. You've always known, like, you were meant for something bigger, and there was, like, something inside you. And I feel like every single point in your life from what I've seen you have just you know what if this doesn't work I'll bullshit away I'll figure it out I'm gonna make it work and I would love to hear how that unfolded for you definitely I would say I've been creating professionally for four years now but I and I'm relating this to TikTok because my early life like like I said I created that I created some videos when I was younger just like playing around like 
probably like between like the ages of nine to 13 was when I was just like randomly making videos. You're like, you know, making random videos on your iPod touch and then editing them in iMovie, like just to have fun as a kid. And then in high school, I tried and failed at being a makeup YouTuber because I was so obsessed with makeup YouTube and YouTube in general. Like I actually am proud to say I was an OG Emma Chamberlain follower. Like I followed her back when she had like 300,000 followers like before she was even blew up. And I just remember like following that whole trajectory. I remember, you know, watching all the beauty YouTubers like James Charles, Jeffree Star, like all of them, like when I was in high school and I was that when you're in high school, especially like I grew up in Hutto, Texas, which is a suburb of Boston. And like at the time it was a much smaller city and town. So that like window is your world. Like you're just like, you just want to be a part of that world so bad. And as someone who had a passion for creating, I just took a stab at it. I failed. I made like many YouTube videos. They didn't really go anywhere. I would, I actually got, have been bullied my entire life. And the pursuing YouTube made the bullying even worse at school because like people would watch Wait, the videos and then they would make fun of me. But like I said, like the thing is, is as somebody who has been bullied literally from kindergarten until the day I graduated high school, you learn very early on that like, that's just the status quo and you can either choose to care about it or not care about it. And the thing is, is like, I understood that I didn't have a choice in whether they were going to bully me, but I had a choice in whether or not I was going to let it affect me. And I just didn't let it because I wanted to be happy and like live my life. And so, yeah, there was always something being held over my head. And sure, there's definitely a lot of childhood trauma, but I didn't let it stop me from pursuing my interests or let it stop me from being able to like, girl, when I was bullied in elementary school, fun little fact, I actually performed Hannah Montana in the gym in spite of all the bullies so like i would i was i made friends with the gym coach and so while proud. they were all running laps i would grab the mic and i would sing like hannah montana songs and then it if they bullied me or made fun of me they had to run extra laps so tell me who's by so Anyways. working the system you're like okay you bully me? how about <laughs> we make work one, <laughs> literally like i love it that is anybody listening like please take everything he just said into account because People are gonna say shit. They're gonna talk their talk. People love to yap. Look at us. We no, love yap. We love yap. <laughs> there's nothing they love more than to like talk about something that they are way too embarrassed to do themselves. Like, yeah. I love it. You said that you tried and you failed and you tried and you failed and you tried and people talk shit. And here the fuck you are now living in a gorgeous apartment building. Like, I'm, I'm almost positive I know which building you live in. And it's like, <clears> it's <throat> nice. Like, you guys don't understand like the place he lives is nice and he he got from where he was to like where he is now despite everything like the bullying the trying the failing so if anybody listening to this is like in that spot in their lives where they're like i don't know it's just not working like i've tried so many times people from high school are gonna see literally fuck that like that is not no, fuck that that is like your sign that you We're are up and out yes and anyone from high school, if you're listening, fuck you. Respectfully? Respectfully. Disrespectfully. <laughs> anybody, no, yeah, anybody talk shit. Like, I experienced <laughs> a very similar thing. Like, pe- my friends would straight up be bullied for being friends with me because I was just like, who the fuck is she? But no, literally. Now, it's... like, it just leads you, it leads you to places that nobody else can go. Yeah, and I'm actually so grateful that I was, that I was bullied because it made me develop a thick skin early on. And like, I just, I just grew up a lot faster than those around me. And honestly, it has set me forward in life and with my career. And I was also like, just able to learn situational awareness or just using like the lesson of discernment, the lesson of uh, self-worth, like all these little things that you learn in your early twenties. I was learning in high school because I had to, like, I didn't really have a choice. So I'm actually grateful that I was able to experience that because it made me a better person. Um, but to take you through, like, so you talked about, like, yes, I am where I am now. And I know that I tried and I failed in high school. But when I started to really do this professionally was 2019 when TikTok came out. Because I tried being at Instagram. So there was a time where I stepped away from creating YouTube content. I was like, whatever, I failed. Fuck this. And then I was like, this was like, I was going to college. It was 2018. Instagram was all the rage. Everyone was posting these like white out photos with like heavy orange filtering. 
And I was like, oh my God, I want to be that. I want to be that so bad. Like, I want to be the Instagram blogger. So I started posting all these like really posed, over edited photos on Instagram. And after a while, I just got burnt out with that too. Cause I was like, this isn't really me. Like, I'm kind of just tired of posting like really posed, really edited photos. Like, I don't understand the point in this. And this isn't really creative, inspire creatively inspiring. And so I stopped doing that. And at the time, this is now, this is 2019. I'm going to Sam Houston State University for PR and advertising. And I remember so vividly in one of my PR classes, the professor was telling us that like social media is the modern way of marketing and advertising. Like she told us, you are going in your lifetime, you are going to see the fall of newspaper ads, billboards, TV commercials, like you are going to see social media become the main source of advertising. And this is in 2019 when it really still wasn't the main source. Like I think yeah, a lot like of it us, was up there, but it wasn't like you still yeah. had news outlets. You still have not like how it is today. Yeah. And so I remember just those words resonating with me so much. And I went home that day from that lesson thinking, and I, at the time I was in school to be a publicist. Like the whole reason why I was going to school for PR is because I wanted to be a publicist. And I was like, okay, as you know, as a pub, as someone who's going to be a publicist, I have to be able to create viral campaigns, and you know, I need to be able to take a client of mine and understand just from looking at them how to, you know, basically like make them famous, because that's like what I'm fascinated with. I want to be like Samantha Jones. Yeah. And so I went home that night after that lesson, and I sat with myself. And she also in that same lesson had told us that like you always want to play around with any social media that comes out. She's like, as a rule of thumb, like if an app comes out nine times out of 10, that app's going to go nowhere. But that 1% chance that you can be a beta user on that platform, is going to pay off greatly, especially for advertising purposes. So uh, at the time there was a new app called TikTok and I downloaded it. Everyone has been, no, it's such a random app. Totally have not provided me. Oh, I remember my sister like downloaded it. I'm like, that's a stupid, I, like that's the most childish app ever. What are you doing? And then it like- This was up. during that time. Yeah, this was during that time. Everybody was judging that app. Even I remember people in that lesson making fun of the professor, like afterwards, like TikTok is so dumb. Like I'm not going to download that. Like what a lot. And I was like, I just remember like thinking the opposite. Like I went home and I was like, I don't know. I think, I think she makes sense. Like actually I'm going to download this and just like see what I can do. And so I downloaded the app and I remember thinking it was like midnight and I'm stewing on these, stewing, is that a word? Stirring? I don't know. Stewing's a word. Whatever. Marinating. Yes. I was marinating in this thought train and I was like, what could I do? Like if I was my own client, like if I'm, if I am the client, how could I make myself go viral? Mm -hmm. And I thought of my knowledge base, like what's common knowledge to me that isn't common knowledge to everybody else. And I thought like, oh you used to work at Louis Vuitton. That's something that's interesting. That's like, could be clickbaity because, you know, everybody wants, who doesn't want to understand like the behind the scenes of Louis Vuitton? Like I know I did, that's why I worked there. And then also just like, I had the appeal of having worked there at a very young age. I got 19, which a lot of people don't do. And so I thought, I was like, oh, let me make a video. It was at the time it was that sound where it's like, and it went like, so I posted a video montage uh, after putting like a photo of me. It was like after turning, after just turning 19 and working at Louis Vuitton and it went like, and then it was like a bunch of different photos and videos of like when I worked there showing my experience. I posted it, went to bed. Next morning I had a hundred thousand views and I was like, oh shit, that worked. But still the light bulb hadn't gone off. The light bulb still hadn't gone off. So I go about my week. End of the week, the video has a million views. And I checked the comment section and this is when it was like light bulb moment. I'm reading the comment. I expected all the comments to be like, oh my God, so cool. You worked at Louis Vuitton. That was a lot of them. But what I didn't, what I didn't expect was a lot of the comments were like, oh my gosh, you worked at Louis Vuitton. How should I take care of my leather goods? Oh my gosh, you worked at Louis Vuitton. What's your opinion on this bag? Wait, since you worked in fashion, what are your opinions on like Marc Jacobs? What are your opinions on this? You have really great skin. What do you do for your skin? Oh my gosh, like da, da 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 Like all these different little neat like questions that I was like, holy shit, I'm way more than a guy who worked with Louis Vuitton. I can actually help these people. I can give them advice. I can make their like I can do what I did at Louis Vuitton oh, wow. online.
Yeah. Yeah. And then I can also like, I can help people get better skin. I can help people buy products that are actually worth their money and skip buying the bag. Because at Louis Vuitton, when I was working there, I couldn't tell my client to their face, don't buy this. It's not worth your money. But online I can. And so I just like that, like totally opened my world to a new, a new way. And it's honestly, it's funny because like, it's like what Miley Cyrus said when she was at the Grammys, like she chased a butterfly her whole life. And the moment she stopped chasing was when the butterfly landed on her shoulder. I love that. It's like a metaphor. And that's exactly how I feel with content creation. Like I chased it so hard in my early life and like in high school that it like wasn't working out. And then like by happenstance, when I was just having fun, like just playing around, like almost like being a kid again, like I was just playing around with it. That's when it take, took off and like showed me like a new pathway, which is very exciting. Um, and so I actually, I went on to keep creating. Yeah, I love um, that. In college. Like, I want to touch on that super quick because it yeah. really like essentially the law of attraction. Yeah. You've already like put that vibe out into the universe and you've already been like, I want to be a creator. I'm creative. Like, here's my vibe. Here's a level I'm on. And as soon as you started having fun and like, raising your vibration with that and stopped like you know detached from that then it just flooded into your life but I love that you continue to have like the tenacity to get out there and like go after until something worked and then once it did work you kept going which I think you're about to tell me right yes yeah so I did (laughs) I'll let you keep going oh no you're good interrupt me at any point by the way I I will keep talking forever. <laughs> no, it was interrupted. I'm like, anyways, hey, no. <laughs> I love, I love being interrupted, please, because I will just keep talking. Honestly, if if it's 2024 and you're a woman and you're not interrupting a man, like, hello, reparations. No, like you have to interrupt men. Reparations, literally. Reparations, it's like <laughs> deserve it. I'm just gonna interrupt yeah. you a little bit now. Um, so uh, I created TikToks all throughout that year of 2019, and then in 2020, the pandemic happened. And I just remember, like, I was working at HEB. I was living in my college town, but college was out of session already. And, like, I was just there. And I was like, why the hell am I even here? And something came over me that day that I was going to work. And I just, like, did not want to go to work. Everything in me was, like, I just am so unhappy with, like, what's going on in the world, what's going on right now. Like, this is just not, like, I felt very disconnected. And I just remember I was like, you know what? I'm going to quit. And I walked into work and I didn't even put my uniform on. I walked in and they're like, Hey, like you're supposed to be here in an hour. Like, where's your uniform? And I was like, Oh no, I'm just here to give you my immediate notice. And they were like, Oh, so like in two weeks, I was like, no, that would be two weeks. I'm giving you my immediate notice. So I'm no longer employed here as of now. As of and this then, moment, fuck off. this moment, I am okay. not your employee. Hey, no, like, it gets more unhinged. It gets more unhinged. And then I was driving home. I was driving home to my college apartment and I was like, you know what? I don't want to live in this shitty town either. So I went to the leasing office. I left the car running. I walked in and I was like, hey, I just want to let y'all know that I don't want to live here anymore. So what's the soonest that I can end my lease without having to like pay the fee or whatever? And they're like, actually, like, you know, you can just pay like this month's rent, next month's rent, and then you're, you can be gone. I was like, great. So I literally got a U-Haul that week and then I moved back home. I was like, I was done. I was like, I'm not, this is, I'm immediately no, leaving. I was over it. Like, I'm meant for more. This is not, no, 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 no. I've lived out being small and I'm so fucking done. And I know I was so that. over it. So I left, I went back home and I, I obviously I had the privilege of being able to move back home, which a lot of people don't have. And I recognize that. And I, I had just, I was actually so annoyed because I had just moved into my dad's and finished painting, like redoing my whole childhood bedroom. And then I get a call from my sister saying, hey, I heard that you moved back home. Do you want to come live with me rent-free in San Francisco for a year if you just, like, help me out, basically be her personal assistant? And I was like, girl, you really got to tell me this after I just broke my back painting this room? Okay, sure. So I packed my shit up again, like, a month later, packed my shit up again and moved to San Francisco. I love the universe, like set that into your path you know no it's crazy the things i'm seeing right now like the the things i'm putting together is like you knew what you wanted and you wanted out and you're like i don't know what's going to happen but i'm going to bs this i'm going to step off the ledge and the universe is going to catch me like you know we put your heart and soul into where you were like in your childhood bedroom like you put your heart and soul into that and the universe scooped you up and like moved you somewhere which i think it says a lot for being like happy where you are 
when you're taking the steps to the life that you want, knowing the universe will bring you to freaking San Francisco. That's so cool. That's a huge pattern, like just being happy where you are, because the same thing would repeat itself later when I was living with my mom, which I'll get to. Mm-hmm. But just like, don't even forget that because it's actually like, okay, okay, I'll keep that little nugget. Yeah. But so then I moved to San Francisco and I'm basically my sister's personal assistant. I'm helping her with childcare. I'm helping her with errands, you name it. Like I was, I was literally like, she may have been my sister, but I was her personal assistant. And in turn, I got to live with her rent free and I got weekends off and I was able to pursue content creation. And at the time, that's actually when I hit 100K on TikTok. And I was able to like reach that milestone that in high school, I dreamt of so much. Like I saw so many of my favorite YouTubers hit that milestone. So like to be able to to be where they were at one point made me feel like, okay, I got this. Like I can keep going. And um, then 2021, I moved back to Austin. Long story short, like after a year of being my sister's personal assistant, I kind of got tired of it. And then also after the pandemic, like when we were all going back to like life and he went back, like her kid went back to school, things let up at work. Like she didn't really need me to be there all the time. Um, so it just kind of like fell into place, like for me to either, it was a choice of like, all right, now I moved to LA or I moved back home. And I was like, I don't think I'm ready for LA yet. Am I one of the LA girlies yet? Like, <laughs> yeah. here do I call them? Like, how does right? this work? Hello, Hollywood. I'm ready. No, <laughs> so I'm um, gonna have a car ready <laughs> next. I'll be there. So I moved back home to Austin, and honestly, in a in a big way, I felt like I was tucking my tail in between my legs because, I, and I was so like shy about sharing that I was back in Austin because I, in a way, I just felt like, ah, oh, damn it! Like I moved to California. I was finally in the state that I wanted to live in. I was finally like doing big things. Like people at home. Were like messaging me and saying they were proud of me and then what all for me just to move back to austin but That's what hard. i wouldn't what i didn't realize at the moment is that i like to call this my austin chapter two because the pandemic really is the mile marker for austin changing as a city it's not the same i left and i came back to a whole new city like this is not the austin i grew up with it's like a little bit better and a little bit worse in other ways <laughs> Which is it, another story for another time. A whole another episode, honey. A whole another yeah, episode. I'm sure you could dive right in. Gentrification of the musical. But basically, yeah, like I moved back to Austin and I got a job at Golden Goose, which is a luxury secret company. I was working there and I got to another crossroads after, because I, I, basically what I was doing is I was working retail 40 hours a week and then any time off, I was creating content. And I had like, because I was always hustling my side hustle and always working, I really had like zero social life. And then what ended up happening was that I got to the crossroads. After a year of working at Golden Goose, I got invited on a trip to Europe and I'd already bought my tickets, business class to go like for two weeks to Europe. I requested off. They accepted 10 days of my 14, but wouldn't accept the whole 14. And when I told them that I wanted to still go on this trip, they basically gave me an ultimatum of like, well, you can get 10 days off or you can quit. And I was like, well, then I obviously quit. Well, then <laughs> I, I get that even an answer. Like, is that even a question? Like, what do you mean? I'm going to go to Europe. Bye. <laughs> uh, my ticket is booked and I will be leaving. So sign up. So I quit my job i went to europe for two weeks i came back and at the time i was grateful enough because i was living with my mom the whole reason i was living with my mom was to be able to save money while i was also pursuing this job on the side to be able to quit my job eventually and go full-time with content creation so when i got back from europe i had what would have been the equivalent to three months rent at like a standard apartment in austin so i thought to myself i was like okay i am living with my mom i have basically three months rent saved I can afford to take the risk now. It's now or never. And so I decided That's to like not go back to work. Very scary. Yeah, like no job. I guess I've got a savings, but like, okay, I'm ready to hear the rest yeah. of the story. I'm shutting up because this is like, this is so cool. Oh no, definitely. There was like some DoorDash and Instacart moments for sure. I quit my job, went to Europe, came back and I was like, you know what? This is the time. It's now or never. If I, I knew in my heart of hearts, if I chose to go and get another job that I was going to set myself back and I was going to get stuck. I had like the premonition, like the ability to like know or foresee, I guess in a way I was able to connect with my older self, my future self and look back on my right now and understand that my perspective 10 years from now is going to be 
I'm grateful I took a risk in my early 20s because right now my early 20s is my world, but it won't be my world forever. Objectively over the whole span of my life, this is a very small moment in time. So I knew in that moment, I was like, really, this risk feels like a lot, but it's kind of nothing in the grand scheme of things. So I was like, let's just say fuck it. That because is life only gets more complicated as you go on. Yeah, that is such a beautiful way to look at it because it seems like right now in this month, I'm afraid of not being able to pay my rent. So I'm going to do the thing that makes sense right now in this month. When your future self is like, babe, like we've got a fucking mansion and like everything we've ever wanted. I just need you to take the step that seems so scary right now, but you're going to pay your rent this month and then next month and then the month after that. And like, that is so real. Like that connection between you and your older self, that is such a beautiful moment. I'm so glad you're able to have that because like you really have brought so much value and light to other people's lives. And I'm so glad that you allowed yourself to like dive into that fully, even if it was terrifying. I can't even, that's like, that's the BS spirit right there. You're like, you know what? We're going to bullshit it. We're going to make it work. Instacart, DoorDash, whatever we have to do. The universe. Oh yeah. Like we'll get it. I never want a DoorDash or Instacart again. Also fuck Instacart. Oh my God. That was like the most annoying time in my life. If I delivered your groceries or your food, in, DM me. <laughs> You're like, sorry, I was probably pissed off, but hey. No, sorry. Yeah, but I listen. <laughs> you got to do what you got to do. No, and um, I respect the hustle. It takes humility, but it takes vision too. Like, I think it takes a large amount of vision to be able to do things from humility, knowing that they're for something greater, you know? Yeah. Because, well, I always look at it as like, what am I sacrificing? Like, uh, sacrifice is a huge thing to me like you always have to sacrifice something so you're going to sacrifice your time for something else or you're going to sacrifice your comfort for success or you're going to you know what i mean like there's, there's so many different little ways to yeah. do it yeah um but it's a constant theme throughout life Love and what i would come to find is that taking this risk would pay off because i went bootstrapped for about like six months to a year i can't remember exactly but i remember not that long after doing it. So actually, this is like my best, the best part of the story. Six months, I'm bootstrapped. And I am honestly getting to the point where I'm struggling. Like I was getting contracts, but it very much felt like treading water is how I describe it. Because when you're hustling, especially in the self-employed space, it feels like you're treading water. And then right as you get tired and you're about to drown, it's like you get pulled up and you get to take a really big, deep breath of air. And then it's like you're dropped back in the water and you're There's another like way. Tread it's again. And it's just like, yeah. oh my God, like it's never ending. Like you never actually feel like you get to rest. Yeah. And I just remember like there was a day where it was like so ironic. Like I had signed a $2,000 contract with a company, but I had like nothing to show for it in my bank account. And I actually at that time, like couldn't even afford to go and like, just get a coffee and avocado toast. Like I literally, I remember like I had to use my mom's card to go get a coffee and avocado toast. And I remember crying that I had to use her, her card. Like she, my mom didn't care. But to me, it was like, I was like crying on the way to go get my coffee because I was so mad that I couldn't afford my coffee. I was like, I just want, like I, because I didn't go Instacart or DoorDash or whatever, because I was paying so much full attention to this project. And like, yes, I had $2,000 on the way to me, but it was like in that moment, I had nothing to show for it. And I felt yeah. so annoyed because like, I don't know, I'm a tourist. If anything, I'm the most independent person you'll ever meet. Like I really value independence. Yeah. So not being able to do that was like, ugh, like, you know, frustrating. And knowing how hard you've been working, you're like, I'm busting my ass and I still am like, barely, that's like, that's frustrating. And people always, and I have to like watch myself when I say this too, because it's hard as a beginning creator or somewhere you're struggling and people say, just relax and the abundance will come to you. And it's like, I'm sorry. If I'm, bills are due. <laughs> how do my bills are due? And I've been there time and time and time again. So I know that stress and it's so hard. Oh. Take a deep breath and be like, okay, the universe is going to come to me. Okay. Bills are due in two days. Okay. The universe is going to come to me. Like, oh, right? and so honestly, thank God for my mom, because if I did, if I didn't have the ability to live at home with my mother and if my mom, didn't help me out in moments where I really needed it. Like I would definitely not be where I am today. And so I really do pay a lot of appreciation and gratitude toward my mom for that. She's always my number one supporter. And I can't wait until the day that I can like buy her house or whatever. Like I literally just want to pay my mom back so badly, like in, in all the ways. But thankfully, okay, so where this story goes is I, get, I eventually get paid that $2,000. 
And right when I do, I get invited by another company, Fashion Viral, to go to New York for their launch party. And this is, at the time, I hadn't really been to many influencer events. I hadn't had the opportunity yet to be around a lot of other creators. I was starting to build my network and I had a lot of creator friends, but I hadn't met any of them in person and I hadn't really been to many events. So of course I said yes to this invite, but Fashion File wasn't paying for travel or whatever, because of course it's just like an event invite. Right. So, but I knew in my head, I was like, I know that I have to be at this event. So like Brooke Shields was there. Like there were so many cool people there that I was like, I, for the sake of networking, this is an investment in my career. Yeah. So I use pretty much a lot of that $2,000 to go and fund this trip and and fund like being able to go and be in this room. Wow. And right before that, I actually got reached out to for the first time by a talent agency, Ponte Firm. And their firm is incredible. I'm like, all their Austin talent. I'm like, okay, maybe I should have seen Austin. Like, they're just, they are. They have talent everywhere, but I I, I love them. I honestly am so grateful for them. They support you in the best way. That's what I mean. It's like you just seem to absolutely glow with them. I would die for them. Like, they are genuinely, and you'll see in in a second with this story, like, they have changed my life a, a thousand percent. And I will always be grateful to my team. They work so hard. I love I'm so that you proud of them. brought you guys together. That's amazing. Yeah, no, it's it's amazing. It really is. And what ends up happening is I go, I'm I go to New York. Well, so before I go to New York, I interview with this firm and we have a meeting at Soho House and I don't hear anything from them for like a week. And I'm just thinking to myself, like, did they like me? Did they not? Like, no, they had to like me. No, they they, they have to want to sign me. But what if they don't? It, well, if they don't, then I have to be okay with it and we'll figure something else out. Like, whatever. Like I've already talking myself out of everything right i'm like whatever so i go on this trip i just try to pay attention to the fact that like i'm going on this trip and in the back of my mind i had it in my in the back of my mind like enjoy this trip now because life is gonna fucking suck when you get home because you're gonna be poor again because you're spending a lot of money to go on this trip and i was like i'm just gonna enjoy this trip because i already know that i'm gonna have to like basically stay at home for a whole month and hustle again the minute i get back so I go to New York and I'm staying in this Airbnb. I am on the way to the event and I get a call from Sheena, who is now my manager. And she's like, hey, do you have a second? I'm like, yeah, of course I have a second. And I'm like on the streets of New York. I like tuck and do like a corner so I can be quiet. I'm like, yeah, of course I have a second. Like, totally. Yeah, I'm not doing anything. I'm not on the way to this event that I paid like a bunch of money to be creating. No, what's up? And she's like, basically goes to the motions. Like, hey, we're going to send over a contract. Like, we would love to sign you. Da, 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 da. I like I had to like try to not cry when I was on the phone with her. The minute I hung up, I started crying and I had to read this contract as I was walking to this event. And I just remember like walking to this. I walked like 30 blocks or something crazy like that in Prada loafers because I didn't want to have to pay for an Uber because Ubers are expensive and I was trying to put that money toward dinner. So and I was like reviewing this contract as I was walking and I just like could not help but keep crying. And I was like, bitch, you're crying. You're gonna fuck up your makeup. <laughs> you're sobbing, you're proud alone for some streets in New York. No, I was That's... I had blisters, I was bleeding. But like it was a lot going on in one day. But honestly, that was the moment that my life did a full 180 because I I got so much work after that. Uh so a lot of travel is what my life looked like. I, I had a lot of like travel opportunities. I remember that no that that November. I was, so this is in February when I get the call that November, I get flown out to LA for a project with CeraVe and put in a hotel and paid really good money working on a professional set. Like it's just insane how fast life can just change and like the work can really pay off. And I try to always tuck that away in my mind in moments now, because now I am living in the apartment. Ironically, when this building was being built, as I was going to college, I remember passing this building thinking, oh my God, I would love to live there one day. How cool, like how cool are the building? And I also remember one time um, somebody was telling me like, oh yeah, like some famous YouTuber lives in that building. Like da, 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 da. I was like, oh my God, I would yeah, love to be a content creator that lives in that building. The fact that I said at 19 years old, the fact that I said I would love to be a content creator that lives in that building. And now I am a content creator that lives in this building. Like it's so fucking crazy that's manifesting right there that no, is like i have manifested my whole way here <laughs> that is beautiful like i've seriously seen through all this like just your tenacity you're like you know what i don't know how it's gonna work but the universe is gonna make it happen your abundance you know you're like 
I'm not going to pinch my pennies and be like, no, 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 I can't go to the New York event because I'm not able to like afford rent. But you were abundant and you got yourself in the room and you got the call at like the 11th hour, you know, and that's just so beautiful. It just shows the universe wants to see like, is he going to take the step? Like, is he going to go forward? Is he going to move forward? Like, is he ready for the next step? And every step along the way, like, you have bootstrapped yourself, you have bullshitted it, and you're like, is it going to work? I don't know. And here you are, literally, again, getting flown out, living in your dream apartment. That is such a testament to, like, your strength and just, I don't know, the initiative you've taken. I love it. Thank you. Yeah, and it's just important to always keep that in my mind now because, obviously, I have a lot of goals for my future, but it's also about standing in the present moment and being able to really enjoy at least for a moment, what I have manifested, like I, in times of like struggle or for instance, and you can relate with content creation, it's not like we're getting paid every two weeks, like a normal person. There's sometimes where we don't get paid for a month, but then we'll get paid and then everything's great. Like it's just like a constant ebb and flow. And there's moments where it can be a little bit more financially stringent because you're like, okay, like I just need to make sure that I'm smart until I get paid. You know, I know for sure I'm getting paid next week, but until then we just gotta be chill. And like, and you're always and like those... I, yeah, and like it, independently too, you're always searching out contracts. You're always searching out like that's a that's a struggle too. Yeah, and so sure. in those moments where whether I'm financially stressed or maybe I'm creatively uninspired or maybe I'm I'm dealing with personal struggles, those are the moments that I really try to just sit in my apartment and, and take a deep breath and understand like, okay, yes, this is going on, but this is an isolated moment. Take a look around. You're in an apartment that you can afford. Be grateful that you can afford to live here. Be grateful that you're in this apartment because you worked so hard to get here. And think about what 16-year-old you creating YouTube videos in his bedroom that weren't seen or appreciated by anyone would say to all of this. And that's what really keeps me going in moments where I am stressed or struggling because I just know that like 16-year-old me would be so proud of where I am. And like, I... I don't share so many tears with him. Like there are so many times where I reach out to him and I'm like, oh, I wish I could tell you that it's going to be okay. I wish I could tell you like this is what happened. Sometimes when I'm journaling, I'll switch to like writing to my younger self because I want to like tell him like what's, you know, like a, a letter to my younger self, like, hey, like this is what's happening. That is just the most powerful thing. Your older self did that for you. And whatever they said was so powerful that it genuinely reached back to you like that many years. And you're now able to be that for your younger self. Like, that little voice that's just like, hey, like it's gonna be okay, you know? And I I truly believe that like all three of, you know, yourselves are connected. And I think that's just like so healing. Like you're doing this for your younger self and you're being led by your older self and you're just enjoying like all of his abundance right now. I yeah, love that. So- and like the last thing is like I have to honor him, right? Like if if he had this dream and he believes so highly of himself on days where I want to speak down to myself. I'm insulting that little kid. Like I'm telling that kid that his dreams aren't worth it. I'm telling that kid that like, that he's not going to do X, Y, Z. And like, I can't do that. I have to respect him and honor his wishes. And then also like, this is just a constant that I like to keep with my life because in moments where I'm struggling now, I like to reach out to my future self for guidance and try to hear him. And so I have to speak to my past self in order to understand that my future self has to be speaking out to me if I keep this up, you know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. I think that's a very potent way to like keep your vision alive because when you're in the trenches and you're like, okay, I've been trying to do this. Maybe this isn't for me. Then you can look back at that kid who was like making the videos and they're like, excuse me. I know that we not just go through all that for you to decide that it's not for (laughs) me. Like that's bullshit. It is for me. Like, let's keep going. Again, anybody listening to this, if you're like, oh, maybe it's not for me. No, fuck that. Like you've not gone through everything you've gone through just to let it go now. No. Yeah. In the words of, in the words of the friends cast, pivot. Okay. Just pivot. pivot. Exactly. And that's, oh, I interviewed another guest like Emily Fuller and she's talked to us all about like the art of the pivot or the book or something but she talked about like pivoting so much and you have also really like shown us the epi- essence of pivoting like you quit that damn job and you're like I don't want to come back here anymore H-E-B, I'm done with you I'm gonna go do my own thing and even like the personal assistant for your sister thing you're like okay that's done moving on to the next era and I think that like so much of the essence of like bullshitting things of like BSing things is just pivoting it's like if something doesn't work try something else if that doesn't work try something else but you are 
resilient. You are constant in your efforts. And you're like, you're really good about not making it say too much about you. You're like, if I have to DoorDash, I have to DoorDash. It doesn't say anything about me. I'm still like an ethereal, successful person who's going to be where I want to be. But like, this is just part of the journey. I think that's so powerful. Yeah, it's character development. Also, sometimes you got to have side quests. Like, hello, we got to keep it interesting for the viewers. Literally. This is a chapter in the book of like my life. So don't worry. No, honestly, though, that really helps me. Like sometimes, especially like in moments where I'm crying or like where I'm like really down, I just try to think about like the biopic. Like, oh my God, this is going to be such a fun scene for the viewers. Like, <laughs> for real. Like, like, the director love this one. Like, no, that's yeah. incredible. I know that we are reaching nearly our time, um, but I kind of, I, I sent you a few things and I think we've touched on most of them. Something I really sent you was like, people don't see the hours and the thousands of videos posted. But what would you say to like someone who was like, oh, it's not working right now. Like, I don't want to, it's whatever. Or even to someone who's like, it was so easy for him. I could never get there. Like he's clearly got some advantage or some, something that I don't like, I could never get there. What would you say to them? I think my advice, and I wrote it down here, uh, advice that I have for creators who are struggling or are just trying to like figure out their footing, it kind of travels the tough love route. I would say if you feel like you have fallen off the wagon, the best course of action is to get up and chase after it. The longer you ruminate, the further away the, the wagon gets from you. And it's better just to pick yourself up and like figure out your footing. And it's okay to feel overwhelmed and it's okay to be annoyed that you aren't feeling inspired or whatever, but sit in your emotions, see them through. If something makes you uncomfortable, I encourage you to confront it. Sit in the discomfort because your ego doesn't want you to. You'll see it very fastly that that's when the answers will come to you. Your ego wants to keep you safe. So your ego is going to tell you, no, you can't. No, you can't do that. No, don't do. Oh, no, it's over with. Don't even take that risk or whatever. And yeah. if you're uncomfortable, if it's making you anxious, if it's making you uncomfortable, like if anything, stare it in the face, like sit down, like honestly, an exercise that I like to do when I'm feeling anxious or when I'm feeling overwhelmed, I like, I'm a very visual person. I like to get in the shower, take a shower because showers are cleansing. You're washing that energy off of you. And I like to close my eyes and picture that I'm talking to my anxiety. And I like to confront it like I would someone who's bullying my friend. So it's like picture you're talking to your anxiety and your anxiety is asking you a question like, what if you don't make it? Okay. And so what? I am going to make it. What? What's Fuck you. I'm going to make it. No, I love like, I that. I literally, and I will do it out loud. They all sound like a crazy person in the shower. But at the end of it, you, you go down the line, you answer every question that you're afraid of, everything that your own brain is holding over you. You just go through it like you're like, and what, bitch? What yeah, say it louder. You want to say it again? Yeah. None. There you go. And then guess what? All of a sudden you stop hearing that voice in your head because you've already answered all the questions that were being held over you. Now there's nothing being held over you and you can go about your day. That is beautiful. Wait, that's such a good practice. I'm going to implement that because I love it. Like, I think that people are like, oh, but TikTok, like I, you know, it's hard to build a platform now if you didn't already get in it. Or I don't have the right personality for that. I don't have the right apartment for that. I don't have like the right income for that. I don't have an interesting life. Like it's too late to join. Yeah. Succeed anyways. Succeed fucking anyways. Like yeah, that's the biggest win. All the things you just said are agreements. And if you've read the four agreements, you understand that these are agreements that you're just accepting with yourself. If you say, oh, I can't do that because this, and you just leave it at that, you're agreeing. You're saying, oh, I can't. But if you answer that question and you say, no, actually I can, your word holds equal power to can and can't. It's just whether it's like very much glass half full or empty, make a choice. Like, oh, do you want to succeed or not? It's your choice. Like you just have to say yes. Yeah. And again, you got to think about the movie about your life, the book about your life. People yes. like to read books about people. Who, yeah, they were rich and they succeeded. Okay. No, we want to hear the struggle because that's what's inspiring. Yeah. That's exciting. And truthfully people who have to struggle are the ones that fucking succeed and that you yeah. can relate to you can talk to that like have the work ethic to get where you're going in life i was just gonna say also like if none if none of this applies to you and you are just still like you can't figure out your footing i really encourage you to journal and in your journaling say to the universe you surrender like sometimes you just need a moment of surrender and saying, I'm done. 
I surrender. Show me what's next. Like, give me and ask for it. Ask for clarity. Say, like, show me my next step or show me the clarity. Like, give me clarity. Give me something. Cause, like, I surrender. Universe, you choose. And, like, that is when the universe will actually show you. Like, if you're asking for it, the universe will be like, hey, over here, actually, like, stage left. That's beautiful. I love that. And I had an experience like so similar to that. Like, I, I believe, okay, uh, equal parts like God and universe, you know, like for me, they're kind of interchangeable. Same, and there's, same. There was a time where I was like, okay, you know what? What do I, what do you want from me? Like, what, what am I supposed to do? Like, that was when I moved to Austin. I was like trying to pursue content creation. I was like, what do, uh, what else do I have to do? And I just had a thought. It was like, you know, precept by precept, little by little, like, I'll show you the path as it comes. I will light the step just in front of you. And, you know, like that scripture passage had like come to me, like line upon line, precept on precept. And I was like, okay, you know what? Fine. And he like, my, the voice in my head was just like, go to bed tonight, wake up and like say a little prayer and I will give you the next step. And it was around the time when I, I don't remember if the next step it had me do, because I think it was either like post a certain video or like go do a certain thing, but it was either like an Amazon prime video, like a prime day video that made me like a crazy amount of money or the clock clip thing. I don't remember exactly what video it was, but it was like one of the two really big things that I'm thinking of. And it was just like, literally take one step forward and like one step forward and one step forward. And then things just like unfold. And I love that you really like outlined that for us today and just your ability to like surrender the universe and be like, fine, show me what's next. Yeah. It's, it's okay to surrender. I think sometimes our ego needs that. Like, I think sometimes we need to like, just take a second and understand that we are human and that we don't know everything and that it's okay to not know everything. It's okay to not know your next step because the universe does. And if you ever need clarity, you can just ask for it and they will wow. find its way to you with like one way or another. I love that. And I think that acting despite the fear is so admirable. Yeah, it's just knowing that we have one life. Like whether you believe in afterlife or not, the only life that is guaranteed is the one that we're currently living. That's why they call it faith because you have to believe that we have something after this. The only thing that's real is right now. And so if you're here, use it. Use the present as the gift of is to be able to live your dream life. You don't have to dream of it. It can be a reality. It just yeah. takes, like you said, one step every day. Life is way too short not to. Like, I love that you said that. This is the only life that's guaranteed. And not us getting all spiritual. Like, hello. <laughs> Literally, Pastor Newman. No. Paris, Brittany, Lindsay Lohan. <laughs> no, for real. But I think that's so powerful. Like, you have just focused on, like, truly the power of that present moment. And it's like, what right now is going to serve me for my highest good? And that's so beautiful. I love that. You've been so fun to have on today. I feel like you've we been so fun to talk to. Oh my gosh. I love that we've, I had all these questions written down. I don't think I actually got to any of them. It's for like the one, but I think this was just like perfect because I got to know so much more about you and I just have like a newfound respect for you. Oh my gosh, thank you. I have so much respect for you as is, like even before this, but now especially like just being able to like, Kind of get more into the conversational aspects like i just feel like your energy is so bright and you really shine through your content and shine through your like just conversationally too but it's also so exciting to see you on your new journey in hawaii and just sharing your adventures there i have been keeping up and it's so exciting to see also you hosting your fitness classes like not me coming to hawaii to do some yoga honey no seriously come out like i want to do <laughs> events everywhere and like i need you to put together like an austin itinerary for the girlies yes. that come down to austin like i want to make a whole wellness retreat kind of thing i don't even know but i have like so many visions for it i'm really working on surrendering to the universe because i'm like i don't know what's next i don't know what this is gonna look like but i feel like this has just been like such an inspiring conversation because your your content now like you would never know that you struggled like you are just so put together and you're just so like me and you would never know that like you literally were through the trenches and so i just really appreciate the energy that you bring to the world and the fact that you are so willing to share that with so many people well, i really appreciate you saying that it's really touching to hear because on my side of things i can't believe that people think i'm put together <laughs> 
<laughs> you're like me Hello. look your skin is glowing you got the little hoodie on and you're like taste is everything so oh, i've been in the city for like two days yeah but like as far as they know you're like anyways i just freshly pressed this yeah but yeah this has been absolutely incredible is there anything you want to leave with the lover girls with the lovers um actually yes i i'm such a mantra person yes. and if i could just leave y'all with a mantra or two so some of my favorite mantras to live by there's always going to be weeds so choose to pick the flowers they'll all want tickets to the show but nobody will come to see you practice and you can't spell attraction without action amazing every single one of those hard-heading absolutely bs energy those are perfect we love to bs it we love to BS it. Thank you for BSing it with me today on yes, BS. It is a pleasure to have you. You guys, if you do not follow him, your handle is just Newman Parker, right? At Newman Parker with an extra R at the end because the other one was taken. Because the other one was taken. No, I literally right? DM'd him and been like, hey, can I pay you for the name? And he's like, so have just said no to me. And I was like, got it. It's fine. <laughs> Bars is cuter anyways. You're like, I. this is a choice. This is intentional. Oh, but. Fine. Go follow him. His content is incredible. It literally is so fun. I like, I just watch for all the lip balm content, for all like the bougie bag content, and for all of the just feel good, like happy, bougie, chic energy. So go follow him. Give him some love. Tell him you're from the podcast and cheer him on because he's going to blow up and you guys are going to be like, we were OGs. But oh my gosh. OG bestie. You're so sweet. I appreciate you. I'm so glad that you got to come on and share your energy today. Thank you for having me. Honestly, you're such a joy to talk to. I could talk to you forever. No, literally same. I'm like, after this, let's like, I'm flying to Austin. We're going to go get that <laughs> See, we talked about for like months. Flying to Austin? I'll come to you. <laughs> Don't you I'll worry. I will come to you. <laughs> There's literally a coffee shop across the street from me. So come on over. Hawaii or Austin? Oh, talk to us. But thank you so much. This has been BS with Bethany Simcoe. I will see you when I see you. Bye.